Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I think Babs is, is one of the most influential people in, in my career. Um, I think along the way, you need people who believe in you and and uh, he was somebody who believed in me and, and right from the start. And I think that early on in my career, I had a lot of people that doubted that doubted the way that I played and, and doubted him for deploying me in, in the way that he did. And and he stuck with me and and really helped me grow my game and allowed me, you know, time to to carve out a career for myself in the NHL. And yeah, no, I think that uh, obviously in in the media he hasn't been portrayed in the best light. But um, personally, for me, uh, I, w- I would never say a bad thing about him. He's somebody who's helped my career, and I think that uh, you know I think he's a great coach. He's one of the winningest coaches in the in the history of the game, and. And yeah, I can't say can't say enough about how much he helped me, and and I, I don't think I'd be here without uh, without having him as a coach. That is Zach Hyman yesterday after uh, an availability talking about our next guest, uh, two-time Olympic gold medal champion, won a Stanley Cup with Detroit, uh, won a World Hockey Championship, and now uh, maybe a bit of a return to his roots. We welcome back to the show. University of Saskatchewan Huskies head coach uh, Mike Babcock. The only time this year, theoretically, they might end up in town. They're playing the Golden Bears tonight and tomorrow over at Claire Drake Arena. Mike, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm great. How about yourself, Bob? Good. Uh, look, I, I, I know we're going to focus on the Huskies, but Zach Hyman is a special guy. Uh, the Oilers target him. Um, there was some advanced analytics done that suggested that he's basically a driver as a forward. And this is a guy you stuck with. Now, did you see that the upside in the player to the point that right now he's more than a complimentary player? Uh, he's been a significant... You can already see it in the Oilers preseason. And one of the reasons why a lot of people think Edmonton's poised to take another step forward. Well, obviously, he's a heavy, heavy player. He brings it every day. He doesn't worry about what anyone else says. He doesn't worry about uh, ridicule from the outside. He just brings it every day and does his job, and he can play with good players. He flat out just goes and gets the puck back for him. He's always under at the net, driving the goalie deep, and wins retrieval races, so the good players get the puck back more and more often. And so to me, he's elite at what he does, the guys that play with him have respect for him. He's a great kid, plays hard. What else can you ask for? Well, and I, that, to me, that's the extended metaphor for successful people, right? 
Mike, you got to grind. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter what. I mean, you worked your way up all the way from Red Deer College, and you got to every step of the way. And it's 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 a journey for people. And the people that stop trying to work, they flatline. And it doesn't matter what end of the industry we're talking, whether it's sports or anything else. And that's that's kind of the way life is, isn't it? Well, I sure think so. You know, a guy like Hyman, though, loves what he's doing. And he brings that passion each and every day. You don't need a coach to get him started. You don't need booster cables in the morning. Probably don't even need coffee. He's just ready to go. And so, to me, that's a huge influence in your locker room. You see a guy who doesn't complain, just works hard every shift, uh, plays when he's uh, banged up, just plays. To me, he's a guy who pulls other guys into the battle and, and obviously good acquisition by you guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's it been like uh, returning to school? Because if I recall correctly, did you not briefly play uh, for Dave King <laughs> and the University of Saskatchewan before you went to Major Junior? Yeah, so I played Major Junior, then went back there and then went back to major junior but you know obviously i'm a i was a mcgill guy so i i spent my time at mcgill um grew up in saskatoon so know it very well obviously played for dave and worked with them in hot canada so knew that situation but uh you know i grew up in saskatoon it's fun to be back my son's on my staff he's taking his mba there and on staff and he's the guy who kind of convinced me that this was a good thing for me and i'm having a lot of fun doing it brandon cote Derek kulak uh, my son, we have a good coaching staff. We're working hard at it. We're having a lot of fun with the guys. Now, obviously, uh, I don't have a clue how good we are just because I don't know anything about the league. So as we go through exhibition, we're finding out, and tonight will be a telltale sign. Well, one guy who will tell you how good your team is on paper is the guy that hosts the show because that's I'm that guy. So I took I took a look at your team, and I took a look at the Bears, and here's here's a general consensus. You have a bigger, heavier defense. They have more skill. They're down about four forwards that they thought they were going to have, just the confluence of event, and it all turned out to be like they're six foot two, six foot three guys up front. Uh, it is a completely different type of game, isn't it? In terms of uh, sort of what you've, you know, the, the university. And is it even completely different from when you suddenly took the Lethbridge Pronghorns to a national championship back in 1993-94? Yeah, so I can't remember that part. I mean, obviously, it's different than the NHL. You don't have the skill set of the top, top end players. Well, what you have is a bunch of guys that are real honest about the game, work real hard, compete hard. Uh, you know, like I said to you, I don't really know what we have. Uh, haven't played enough teams, haven't been with it long enough. I'm going to know more. When I watched the pre-scout uh, on the U of A, I thought they had skill up front, and yet they weren't playing against us. So it's amazing when the other team gives you no room, the difference. So we'll find out a lot tonight and tomorrow, and then, you know, as we go on, man, both clubs are trying to build uh, to have success long-term, and so that's what we're doing. But you know, it's been a lot of fun, like I said to you. It's been enjoyable being around the rink uh, every single night. There seems to be someone from my family at my house, and that's been fun. I haven't had that probably since I was 18, so it's been real enjoyable that way. Uh, tell me about the, the practice-to-game ratio and maybe how it gives you a chance to grow and develop a team during the course of the season as you get to know your team better. Well, obviously, there's tons of time that way, so there's no question you should be making progress, and there's lots of time for skill development, lots of time to be fit. And one of the things that you don't get to do as quickly, though, is figure out your roster. And what I mean by that is practice is great, but you figure your roster out during games. And so the more 
reps you get in games, the more you see them, the more you know about it. And that's where the hockey sense really comes out. Sometimes in practice you can be confused because hockey sense isn't as big a deal. During the game, hockey sense is everything. And those guys that might not be as quick are suddenly way quicker just because they know how to get there faster. University of Saskatchewan head coach Mike Babcock, Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers now. Mike, one of the things that I learned uh, in the late 80s uh, around Coach Morris, but more, well, more, more so Coach, coach Morris and Coach Drake because Coach Drake had moved on to Winnipeg. But the time management skills, uh, that's that's what impressed me the most of the guys. Like the guys were mature guys. They'd all come out of major, for the most part, out of major junior. They were yeah. 20. I was roughly the same age as them getting into broadcasting, but they were way more disciplined than me. Are you are you impressed at just how mature? And don't get me wrong. You get some mature guys, some great players that you've coached at the NHL level. You coach in the AHL as well. But are, are you impressed at the ability of your student athletes to sort of combine the school with the sport? Well, what I find is they're all in. So they're all in at school. So they're digging in hard. And now when they get to the rink, they're all in there. The workouts are great. They practice hard. And then they're back to school or back to their social life. And they seem to be able to compartmentize their lives real well. And obviously, they've been busy for a long time. Like you said, playing major junior, haven't lived at home in a long time. And so suddenly, uh, they're, they're adults. They're men. And they act like it. And they prepare like it. And so that part's a lot of fun. You know, obviously, we have an unbelievable setup. University of Saskatchewan, so we have everything right there for the guys. We've got a good lounge. They can study. They can set everything up there. So they're around a lot. We see them a lot. It's fun to be around them and see the work they're doing. you got a brand new rink in Saskatchewan, too, after they played in that dilapidated <laughs> Rutherford Arena, the doghouse, which is about 100. It was smaller than Boston Garden. Well, how much of a difference does it make for that U.S. program having that facility there? Well, I think it really will now that, uh, you know, we're going to get through COVID and people are going to see it. I mean, it's flat out. Uh, it's very NHL-like underneath. And so we have the physio clinic, we have the weight room, we have the lounge, we have the theater, we have everything you can ever imagine. And it's, it's probably better than 10 of the rinks in the National League underneath. So that's how good it is. I'm really happy that they didn't build it too big. So, you know, you have a chance to fill it when your team gets going good, which is positive, and, and it's right there on campus. So we have everything we could ever need for sure that way. There's no complaints that way. It's top-notch. Mike, can you, at a pro level, can you intimidate with a power play instead of having an enforcer? We've seen the well, move I away sure from it. Yeah, go ahead, sir. I sure, I sure think you can. I mean, we did it for years in Detroit. Uh, when your power play is that good and they're digging it out of their net, it's hard to whack you. And saying all that... I don't know if you need enforcer, but I always liked the guy. Like, I really thought Dallas Drake helped us win the cup. I mean, the other Ds were always nervous just because he was going to run you over. I think that physical play is, is part of the game. I think being heavy on the puck, you got to be able to cycle a puck at playoff time. It's not just rush hockey. you got to be able to cycle and, and play heavy in the ozone. That's why you've got Hyman. Obviously, uh, you know, that time of year is a different time of year, but being heavy on it for sure. But I don't think you got to fight. Yeah, well, no, and it, I mean, Dallas Drake exploded through guys on hits. The Oilers, uh, as you're aware, Mike, have had the, the, the fourth and 14th best power play of all time, and uh, the first and third best power play the last 30 years. It's obviously a huge benefit. I, it's just a thought because we've got a lot of listeners that are concerned that there's an absence of a, a, a legit heavyweight. And one final one for you. How much did you spl- split up Zetterberg? And I, I went through my notes uh, f- from uh, your Detroit yeah. days, and, and it's seemed to me that at home in Detroit, at Joe Louis Arena, you more often than not seem to put uh, 
uh, Zetterberg and Datsuk together, and then on the road you split them up. Because I'm just sort of looking at the deployment here of McDavid and Drysaddle. Was that? So, am I? Yeah. Is that how you guys? No, you're right. Yeah. You're right. And the same thing when I was in Anaheim with Korea is we play Korean Oats together at home. And then we play Korea with Ruchin on the road to draw the matchup. So we got the matchup everywhere we went. So the reality is it's all about putting your team in the best spot to be successful. And whether it's together or apart, uh, you know, the coach and the players got to figure that out as the year goes on. And depending on the matchup of playoff time. Mike, uh, best of luck this year, Saskatchewan. I'm, I, I'm sure you're going to have some fun and get re-energized. Uh, I know you've never lost the love and the passion for the game. Thank you for taking time to join us and talk a little hockey here. Hey, thanks for having me on, Bob. You have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is Mike Babcock, former head coach of uh, the Canadian Olympic team, two-time gold medal champion. He's he's going to get back in the game at the NHL level. That is, it's just, it's not a, it's not if, it's when. We all know it. Um... And, hey, when a guy works as hard as Zach Hyman, you're going to have – it. it is – you know, it's, it's kind of funny to me because when I think back and going to Toronto three or four years ago, there was a lot of whining about this. And, and I'll be – I was a little, like, I can't believe how much they – but, you know, this guy's a pretty effective player. And the fait accompli for me, I'm going to bring Brendan Escott in right now. Brendan, you remember those, two, those three games in a row? in February last year. And, hey, we were basically locked down. We had no fans in the building here. Uh, you know, there was lots of venues, that restaurants, were, you name it, it wasn't open. So there was a lot of focus on those three games between the Leafs and Toronto. And Matthews missed, I think, two of the three games. And Toronto just kicked the snot out of Edmonton in those three games. And for me, the best player on the ice in those three games was Zach Hyman. I was like, "All right, now I see it." You know? Do you remember? Do you remember that stretch where Hyman was just relentless against Edmonton and they couldn't deal with it? Yeah, into the dirty areas, and that's sort of where he really cemented his status, in my opinion, as one of the premier guys in the league at doing that. You know, along with your Gallagher's or even a Marchand or whatever. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, no question about it. Uh, Mike Babcock is today's Oilers Now headliner, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, Reed Wilkins just passed it along a note that both uh, Dylan Holloway and Dmitry Samarukov skated earlier today. Uh, Dmitry Samarukov's been skating for literally for like a week and a half because I saw him in here. Like I, I forget which day I mentioned it was a minute, but... Tuesday last week, Wednesday last week. Anyhow, he's been back at us. Great having Mike Babcock on. Uh, I took a look at the lineups. Alberta's got a lot of skill up front. Husky's got a big, physical, tough defense. It's pretty obvious what the game plan is. Alberta has a player that was in the San Jose Sharks organization. His name's Matt Fontaine, uh, and he's pretty good. Uh, unfortunately, a guy uh, by the name of Noah Phillips, that's Luke Phillips' brother, uh, is dealing with a personal matter, and he left the team for, for half a year. That was a player that we thought maybe two years ago might be getting an NHL contract. I mean, uh, Noah Phillips got signed by the Flames to a two-year deal. They extended him this year. 
or sorry, Luke Phillip did. Uh, Noah Phillip is six foot three, right shot center. He's just taking a little bit of time away from hockey. We'll see if he returns to the program at Christmas because uh, <laughs> the Bears went. They had uh, Matthew Wedman in camp. He went to Ottawa and decided to uh, stay and uh, compete for a job uh, in Belleville in the American Hockey League. So he was on an AHL ECHL deal. He had a kid named Brandon Cutler, and he elected to leave the program. And then they found out that Curtis Miskey. These are all guys we talked about with former winner Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bear, about a month ago. Those guys are all six foot two or bigger. They're all out, and they're all going to play in the top nine for the Golden Bears this year, along with uh, no, uh, yeah, no Phillips. So, end result here: four of their top nine forwards are out. What, what's left are, is a lot of speed and skill. And you just see how that gets mitted against with size. Again, Mike Babcock, our Oilers now headliner today for Wilhock Beef Jerky. We will tell you, Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 14 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staffer recommendation of Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. You heard Mike Babcock. They split up Zetterberg. And I had to go through my notes, and I, I've saved my books years after year. I'm like, that's right. We we went into Detroit, and they were playing Zetterberg and Datsuk together, and then Detroit came here, and they split them up against the Oilers. And you just heard Babcock say we did the same thing with Adam Oates uh, and uh, Paul Crea, who's a very underrated player as well. This day in Oilers history... In this slot for the last 10 years, it has been brought to you by New West Travel. Obviously, the travel industry hurting right now, to say the least. When we get an opportunity to do some Oilers Now road trips, New West Travel with Dennis and Jason Laliberti will be back on board with us. Going back to this date, 1993. What do you have, Brendan Escott? Doug Waits scores twice as the Oilers beat the Islanders 5-1 in a game that featured 114 combined penalty minutes. The Oilers moved to 2-0 but didn't win again until November 9th. Yeah, that was a tough, tough time. Uh, here, we've got some texts that have come in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line, Brendan. I'm going to blast off. we got tons of texts, actually, that have hit the show here in the last six or seven minutes. Uh, hey, Bob, hypothetical for you. Would you do Yamamoto, Borgo, or one of Konovalov, uh, Konovalov or Rodrigue, not trading Skinner? He's showing too much potential, as well as Koskinen. This year's first, and another first for Gibson and Raquel. <laughs> um. So you're basically saying you're trading four first-round draft choices because Yamamoto and Borgo are both first-round picks. Um, and then uh, this year's first and a conditional first in the future for Gibson and Raquel. Got to resign uh, Raquel if you're going to do that. Uh, that's that's a huge... I, I, I think it's going to be four or five assets. That's what I'm hearing for Jonathan Gibson. John Gibson. Uh, Bob, Mel Fontaine is Val Fontaine's grandson. That uh, comes to us from uh, uh, Alan Wetaskiwin. Yes, that is correct. He is uh, grandson. Tidbits is uh, you can text us <clears throat> Here we go. I want to get to this text. I was just 
blasting through a bunch. Brian Texas on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Bob, I feel the NHL has to do more about the players intentionally ripping off another player's helmet. It seems to happen at least one or two times in a game or in a fight. And we saw that happen last night when it happened to Cassian and also when Smith lost his helmet when it got ripped off by one of the Canucks. I've seen it where a player loses their helmet because of that type of play and then they're taken out of the play because they have to either leave the ice or get their helmet back on. What's your opinion? Um, well, the speed of what occurred between Zach Cassian and Zach McEwen and Zach Cassian kind of bull rushed Zach McEwen and got his left hand going. And I think McEwen just tried to grab onto anything he could to brace himself. So I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass on that only because I, I, I for all the listeners out there, put yourself in that situation and the speed in which that happens at. And ask yourself, have I actually been in that situation? Brendan, we, we had this discussion a number of years ago with Brendan Ulrich, I th- and I think I've done it once with you before. You're, what are you now, 27, 28? He's not listening to the show anymore. Is that what's going on? I'm talking about uh, Brendan, are you there? Hello, Brendan Escott. Hey, sorry, Bob. <laughs> All right, I was just going to ask you, how many fights have you been in on the ice? <laughs> wow, uh, putting me on the spot. I don't know. I played minor hockey and not much further, so Did maybe you, a couple okay, of scuffles, horse, but you, I you never sc- dropped the gloves. Yeah, like you, you, you horsed around in practice and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, part of the issue for me in that fight that happened last night with McEwen and Cassian is the speed and the size and the strength of those guys. Like, I, I, I can't relate to that because I didn't play anywhere near to that level. Like, I look, I fought in practice all the time because that's what dummies like me did 40 years ago. And there's guys laughing right now listening going, yeah, I did the same thing, Stoffer. But the, the speed in which that occurred last night, I'm not saying that's totally – like some people think it's wrong that you grabbed the guy's helmet. I, I think McHugh just went to grab onto anything he could. I do wonder whether or not if you do get the helmet and the guy's helmet gets ripped off, it may be another uh, – and, of course, that's what fighters used to do years ago is try to peel the helmet off uh, the guy that they were fighting. But I, I wonder whether or not that gets outlawed too at some stage. But I don't think he purposely meant – I mean, he just had two big men clattered to the ice uh, as a result of the fight. And I don't think that McEwen meant to grab the lid quite the way he did to begin with. I think he was just in self-preservation mode. That's my own interpretation. I could be completely wrong and often am on this show. A reminder, we've got the Oilers' final exhibition game from Rogers Arena. That's a 6 p.m. Edmonton puck drop, a 4.30 face-off show. Is that right? I'm I'm just... Okay. Uh, I guess it could... Yes. Uh, Tonight, 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 the Edmonton Elks will be taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That is going to be a major challenge at IG Field. 5 p.m. countdown to kick off the game time, 6.30 p.m. with uh, Morley Scott and Dave Campbell and Blake Dermott and a cast of thousands. We'll be back at it with a full show recap of the weekend coming up on Tuesday. Is it a best of Oilers now on Monday for Thanksgiving, Brendan? Sure is. Good work, buddy. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Knight, Monday through Friday, 3 to 6. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.